Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. You're listening to Comedy Central. Coming to you from New York City, the only city in America, it's The Daily Show. Tonight, Trump pleads the fifth. Jordan Klepper fingers Milwaukee. And Akeem Omotoso. This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. show for you tonight. Domino's is dying in Italy. Donald Trump has taken a vow of silence. And if you love Jordan Clapper at Trump rallies, you're going to want to see this one because it is probably the wildest one yet. So let's do this, people. Let's jump straight into today's headlines. All right. Before we get into the big stories, let's catch up on a few other things going on in the world. First up, Domino's Pizza has announced that it is closing the last of its restaurants in Italy. And yes, yes, they had Domino's in Italy. Italy has drunk people too. (laughs) You know, if you ask me, them going out of business in Italy was actually the best thing that could have happened to them. Because think about it, they came to the land of pizza. And then they injected cheese into the crust? Well, they're lucky they didn't get the death penalty, you know? Those Italians are like, Mama, what have you done to the pizza? How can you do this? <laughs> Meanwhile, in international news, Cuban firefighters have successfully extinguished the largest fire in Cuba's history, which burned for five days after lightning struck an oil depot that generates power for basically the entire country. Yeah, and honestly, I, I was just surprised to learn that America knows how to make lightning now. <laughs> oh, and in, uh, in tech news... <laughs> In tech news, WhatsApp, the world's largest messaging app, has announced that it is launching a new privacy feature that will allow users to leave group chats without everyone in the group knowing. Yeah. Which is a much better system than the one before. Yeah. Yeah, because before this, you have to text everyone in the group that you were going out for a pack of cigarettes and then just never come back. And I know, I know for most Americans, WhatsApp is like Celsius. You sort of know what it is, but you don't use it. But for the rest of the world, this is huge news. You gotta understand, almost everyone in the world uses WhatsApp. The problem is, anyone can add anyone else to a group chat. Yeah, 
You don't have to have consent from them. You may not even know these people. This morning, I spent an hour arguing with Adiwele and 42 other Africans about whether coal stoves are better than wood-burning stoves. But here's the thing, here's the thing. I don't own a coal stove. I don't own a wood-burning stove. And worst of all, I don't even know who Adiwele is. I don't know. But I can't leave the group chat because every time I try, WhatsApp notifies them and then Adiwele is like, hey, Trevor, we added you back in the chat. We saw you left, huh? Something must have happened. So as I was saying, if the wood burns their goosey soup, no! I'm just going to creep out. I'm going to slowly creep out. Just disappear from the group. All right, let's move on to the story that is still rocking these here United States. And it's about Donald Jamaican me crazy Trump. (laughs) America's wildest former president is being hit with multiple criminal investigations for no reason except for all the crimes he probably committed. (laughs) So, to try and keep up with all the latest persecutions, it's time for a brand new segment we call America's Most Tremendously Wanted. Let's start in New York State, which is currently investigating Trump's businesses for tax fraud. Yeah, because apparently, when he was trying to get loans from the bank, he was all like, I'm balling out of control. But then when he was reporting his taxes to the IRS, suddenly he was like, hey, I ain't got no money, sir. (laughs) And as part of this investigation, the New York Attorney General has already questioned Trump's beloved children, and also Eric. But today... Today it was the Donald's turn to go under oath. And I'll give credit to the man. You know, he could have bitched out. But no, he stood tall. And he walked into that interrogation room. And then bitched out. Former President Donald Trump says he has invoked his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination, refusing to answer any questions in his deposition before New York Attorney General Letitia James. In a statement, Trump says he had no choice because he and his family are the targets of what he called an unfounded, politically motivated witch hunt. Trump was set to testify under oath about his business practices, but faced with those questions, he's decided not to talk. Trump decided not to talk? <laughs> Yo, I mean, now we know something shady is going on, right? No, because when has Donald Trump ever refused to talk? We can't get the man to stop talking. Donald Trump not talking is like Taylor Swift taking the bus. That's not a thing. I didn't even know this guy was capable of not talking. He must have been shocked. Yeah, when he found out that not speaking was something that was allowed... I mean, like, you mean this thing doesn't have to be moving 24-7? That's amazing. I could just close my mouth and keep it closed. And everything would be fine. So fine. Such a beautiful idea. Total silence. More silence than anyone in the history of silence. And here I go, folks. Silence. You're not hearing a thing. Wonderful silence. It's so quiet. You can't hear anything. Nobody's ever been this quiet. So quiet. Now. A lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of people believe that when you plead the fifth, it means that you're guilty. But no. Look, I don't believe that. All right? I know people do, but I don't believe that. You might just not want to incriminate yourself. But I get it. There are some people who truly believe that if you plead the fifth, you are guilty. 
And one of those people is Donald J. Trump. Taking the fifth, I think it's disgraceful. Fifth Amendment, Fifth Amendment, Fifth Amendment. Horrible. Horrible. The mob takes the fifth. If you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? Yes, Donald, if you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? Why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? It's really amazing how, of all of Trump's enemies, his worst enemy is just him from the past. Yeah, that, that guy's relentless. Present-day Trump is probably like, why won't this guy just shut up? It's so easy. Just watch. Quiet. Totally silent. Not a sound. So, when anyone else pleads the fifth, Trump says it proves that they were criminal. But now, now that Trump is in the hot seat, suddenly he sees it in a different way. You know? And maybe, maybe it's because his lawyers explained it to him in a way that he would understand. They're like, see, sir, it's like signing an NDA, but with yourself, you know? <laughs> oh, so I'm the porn star? But it turns out, it turns out New York's investigation might be the least of Trump's worries. Because you remember this, two days ago, right, the FBI raided Trump's house to look for classified documents that he illegally took from the White House. And remember, remember this, we do not know what those documents are. Right? They could be anything. They could be nuclear codes. They could be battle plans or, or Ivanka's job description. Yeah, that was so top secret, even she didn't know what it was. <laughs> or even worse, he could have taken the instructions to the White House TV remote. Yeah, now Joe Biden has no idea how to change the channel. He's like, come on, man. I, I just want to watch Happy Days. Come on, man. Change the channel. Please. I know, I know some of you are wondering right now, some of you are thinking, Trevor, is, is a former president keeping documents that they have already had in their possession? Is that that serious of a crime, you know? I mean, Trump didn't look at the documents when he was president, so you think he's looking at them now? And look, I kind of agree with you. I'll be honest, I didn't think it was that serious of a matter. But my opinion doesn't count. The reason this is the way it is, is because there was once an American president who believed that this crime was so serious, he increased the penalty from one year to five years in prison. And who was that president? <laughs> Donald, just look at him now, Trump. Trump's removal of documents might violate a 2018 act that he himself signed into law, increasing the penalty for improper handling of documents to five years in prison. Trump signed the law after he spent years accusing Hillary Clinton of illegally storing classified documents on a private email server. Looks like he did it again. <laughs> oh, I love this. How can you not? After spending years saying, lock her up, Donald Trump signed a law that might get him locked up instead. This guy's basically a real-life Wiley Coyote. Yeah, he leaves traps for all his enemies, but somehow he's the one who keeps on getting smushed on the road. It's just him every single time. So, thanks to Trump, this crime is a big deal. Which is why the Red Hat Brigade has come out in full force to defend him. And they're throwing everything at the wall. Everything. Oh, the, the Biden administration is just out to get Trump. Oh, the judge who approved the raid is anti-Trump. The, uh, the mishandling the classified documents isn't a big deal, unless you're Hillary Clinton. But today, today's really interesting. They seem to be coalescing around a new talking point. And it's that the FBI wasn't at Mar-a-Lago to take evidence. 
They were there to plant evidence. Donald Trump writing on Truth Social today, quote, Everyone was asked to leave the premises. They wanted to be left alone without any witnesses to see what they were doing, taking, or hopefully not, planting. Quite honestly, I'm concerned that they may have planted something. You know, at this point, who knows? We know they doctor evidence. We know they plant evidence. Do I know that the boxes of material they took from Mar-a-Lago, that they won't put things in those boxes to entrap him? How do we know? His lawyer said they brought in backpacks. What what was in those backpacks? Did they bring those in to fill them up, or did they have something in there? Yeah, what was in those backpacks? (laughs) Trump world, everyone's doing this. They're trying to get ahead of everything. Right? They're trying to get ahead of everyone hearing what the FBI found in this house by basically suggesting that whatever it is, they put it there themselves. Yeah. The FBI is going to say they found all these secret documents and a bunch of pictures of Brad Pitt with my face glued on it so it looks like my face <laughs> is kissing Brad Pitt's face. But that's all Blanchard, folks. It's not real. <laughs> this is a classic move. We've seen this before, right? Yeah. At some point, every kid has tried to pull this move with their parents when they're about to get busted. It's like, yeah, before you search my room for weed, you should just know that there have been like a lot of burglars breaking into people's houses and putting half-smoked joints inside old sneakers. So if you find something, that's probably them. <laughs> what is amazing to me is how totally united every single conservative has been in defending Trump when we still have no idea what the FBI found at Mar-a-Lago. No one, no conservative being like, well, wait, let's, let, let's wait and see. Well, actually, I think Senator Scott said that. The rest of them, they're just like, ah, no. I do know this. I haven't seen one person on Fox who's even open to the idea that Trump may have done something wrong. Not even one. It feels like if someone at Fox even suggested that Trump might be wrong, a trap door would open. <laughs> yeah, and they just fall into a pit of pronouns. Ah! Ah! They, them, he, me? Ah! I don't get it. I don't get it. So, in 48 hours, conservatives have decided the FBI is corrupt, Trump is being framed, and the only crime he could be guilty of is looking so damn good in that suit. As for the rest of us, we're just going to have to wait and see how the story unfolds. All right, that's it for today's headlines. But let's move on to something that everybody loves. It's time to check in on today's lotto numbers with our very own Dulce Sloan, everybody! Don't say, uh, are you, uh, are you uh, excited to do the lotto for the people? I plead the fifth, Trevor. <laughs> but let's get started, okay? You lotto, I lotto, hey, hey. K! What, the letter K? No, don't say, that's not how the lotto works. Come on, we, don't say, why? Oh, no, we're not doing numbers, we're doing letters today. Because you know what else doesn't work? Your lotto. <laughs> What are we giving out? Every time I do this, nobody wins. Yeah, but most people don't win the lot. The lotto's not about winning. It's just about the numbers, and then you sit at home, and you're like, I would have picked those numbers, and then you try and guess the numbers. That's all it is. You didn't win the billion. I didn't win the billion, but we had fun with the billion. (laughs) But at some point, somebody was going to win. In this lotto, nobody wins. Name one person that's won your lotto. Okay, that's not the point. That is the point. E. 
Today, I'm not picking numbers because you didn't give anybody a paper with numbers. Does anybody in here have a slip of some sort? They can go, me, me. So why, why would I pick numbers? I'm picking a name. You know why? Because everybody has a name, right? Listen, listen, I mean, what's your name, Trevor? Trevor. Right. See, you got the E. You're still in it. Okay, listen, by the way, Domino's Pizza closing in Italy. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> Do you know how bad something has to be to close in Rome? The Colosseum is still open and it's in ruins. <laughs> it's not getting renovated or nothing. House Hunters is not coming. Them funny looking twin boys that look like they murder people, they not coming. <laughs> but the Coliseum's still open. That's true, Domino's is Jesus, gone. listen, Jesus headlined there 2,000 years ago and they still lining up to get in. <laughs> but Domino's, they were like, ah, ah, this shit's gotta close. But I, I get it. Cause you, can you imagine being a beautiful Italian tomato? <laughs> And you end up in a Domino's pizza? <laughs> Girl, ew! I. No, what is... What? I don't know why you... S. By the way, what's up? Letting you sneak out of group chats? Mm-mm. I want you to know I'm leaving. I need you to know. You know why I'm leaving? Because this chat is dry. I'm talking 40 days in the desert, sucking on sweaters, dry. Chalk in your eyeballs, dry. The only reason people leave group chats is because it's boring. Y'all in here talking about socks? I don't even like shoes. I'm gone. But you know what? You know what we need to bring back to really let people know we left this chat? That AOL door slam. Y'all remember the AOL door slam? You left that chat and it was like, bam! I want that sound for everything. When you unfollow somebody, bam! You unfriend somebody, bam! Oh, when you block somebody, I want Matumbo to pop up and be like, not in my phone. H! Oh, wait, wait, is that? A! Oh, wow, Keisha. Congratulations, Keisha, you won the lotto! Don't say Sloan, everybody. Congratulations, Keisha. When we, be, when we come back, Jordan Klepper is going to be back on the campaign trail, so don't go away. This was fun. This was fun. I like this. Congratulations, Keisha. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other 
as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome back to the Daily Show. Even if Donald Trump survives all the legal troubles, he's not going to live forever. So the question is, what does the future hold for this movement? Well, Jordan Klepper went back on the road to a Trump rally to find out. It's primary election season when Republicans pick the direction of the GOP heading into the midterms. And to see what ideas and candidates the MAGA crowd are most excited about, I went to a good old cheese and brat fueled Trump rally in Waukesha, Wisconsin. We got Abe, Ronnie, you guys gonna rob some banks and go surfing later? That wasn't the plan. There's a war going on. Sure. Okay. In Russia, Ukraine. No, there's a war going on for our minds. It's gonna be a great rally today, okay? Beautiful people. That's pretty spot on. Who would Donald Trump try to impersonate? Weightlifter. Yeah. Uh, you know that one. Yeah, Mussolini. Mussolini. No, well. You've never tried to impersonate him. Never, never. President Trump was in town to lend his support to incumbent senator and treason buddy Ron Johnson. Trump was also throwing his weight behind candidate for governor Tim Michaels, a local businessman who's proudly not a politician. Michaels for governor. Is it important to find an outsider to to support your ideas? That's what it takes. Instead of having somebody that's been in there for years and years and years and make a change. Ron Johnson's also running in Wisconsin for his third term. You voting for him? Yes. It's definitely. important to keep that kind of steady, yes. steady Washingtonian vibe right. in there, right? Because yes. without that, you just have a bunch of change that's happening. Yeah. I like Ron Johnson. We're, we're trying to get election integrity. You wouldn't bring fake electors in and shove that on somebody to try to affect an election. Right. You wouldn't vote for somebody like that. Right. Ron Johnson did that. We want people that believe in the Constitution. He did try to bring fake electors to Mike Pence. Okay. The MAGA crowd is celebrating their SCOTUS ruling, turning back the clock on women's rights half a century. But is that far enough? To think about the future of the GOP, what decade from the past does it look like? I would say, I would say 50s. 50s? 50s. 1850s? 19, 1950s. 1950s. Okay, so 1950s. Yeah. Not slavery, yeah. 1850s, but yep. pre-civil rights, 1960s. Yep. That's like the sweet spot. It's a happy medium. It's a happy medium. Yeah. Things are separate, but equal. Yeah. I had hoped this crowd would want to keep discussing real issues and not get distracted by conspiracies. But people had some thoughts. I'm not going to be a conspiracist or anything like that, but I just watched a movie last week yeah. with Robin Williams in it. It was called Man of the Year. Man of the Year. And guess what? They had election fraud back then. 
the machines they were switching yeah. to doing it electronically, and they were counting wrong. Is this a documentary? No, it's no. just a movie. Are there any lessons we can take from Mork and Mindy? No. Who do you guys see as the current legitimate president? Uh, I don't think we currently have one. If we do, maybe hopefully Trump's running behind the scenes, keeping the military on our side. The recent attack that took out the leader of Al-Qaeda, who ordered that attack? I don't know, I didn't read a whole lot of that. I try to stay out of the media as much as possible because it's all a bunch of theatrics anyways, so. Yeah, and you're, you're, not, you're not somebody who gives in to theatrics. Right. Right. There's a huge push for normalizing pedophilia. How do they normalize it? Are they making pedophiles look cool? Well, if you go online, there's a whole list of pedophile symbols. Really? Yes. They're they're like circular symbols. There's tri there's a lot of triangles. There's colors. A lot of them are in pizza. Pizza related. Wait, like wait. ping pong pizza, for example, in it, DC. A, that's a pedophile pizza? Yes. What If I order a pizza, what images should I be uh, on the lookout triangle. for? A triangle would mean with, with a circle. pedophile made that pizza. Yep. From Pizzagate to Robin Williams Gate, this rally had everything because they're followers of this guy. Well, nobody's gotten to the bottom of 9-11, unfortunately. What don't we know about 9-11? I think it was all planned. I think that it came down on their explosives. It's an inside job. Yes, I think so. But I think Bush knew it was happening. Really? Is Biden just wasting time there? Biden doesn't know what he's doing. He recently just killed the head of Al-Qaeda. I don't believe it. Do you think that's just a, a made-up news story? Just like uh, bin Laden with Obama. Clarify who's still alive. Bin JFK Laden? Jr. is. JFK Jr. still alive. JFK Jr. still alive? Yes. Yeah. So, so I think JFK Jr. is going to try and expose globalists because they killed his father. I thought he was a magazine magnet who lived <clears throat> in New York. Yeah, I don't think so. What do you think of the state of education in America? Could we be doing better? We absolutely uh, could be doing yeah. better. These kids could grow up and they could go on to believe crazy things. Yeah, absolutely. they did. Everything's coded and I've been learning Gematria, so. What's Gematria? Can I pull my phone out for a second? Sure. Okay, so it's called the Gematria and it's a calculator. Gematria is a mystic numerological key and an app which allows believers to type in words and get back meaningful numbers. You type it in the calculator, you get these numbers. And so Michael Jackson's last concert was, this is it, comes to 113. You know what that means? Do you? I, I don't know what that means. So 113 means not true. So Michael Jackson, that wasn't his last concert. And he's alive. Michael Jackson's alive. People are talking, is Bin Laden still alive? Tim, um... Are you doing math right now? No, I'm trying to remember his real name, Tim... Osama. Osama Bin Laden. Yeah, Tim... Tim? Someone, uh, forgot his, his last name. He's, Tim is not the most Saudi name. And he wasn't Saudi, he was he from the CIA. How does MAGA and Trump fit into all this? Well, Trump... 88. Help me out with Jay that. Jay Kennedy, 88. So they're the same person? I don't know. That's what Gematria says. Type, type this. America is in a bad place. 146. What's 146 mean? Let's go Brandon, 146. That's it, right? That, that means... Let's go Brandon's 146. Let's go Brandon's 146. And so is America is in a bad place? Yes. Let's go Brandon. Do, but... Do we want to connect those two? Well, we are connecting it. <laughs> that is connected. It, it does feel connected. It does. Does it feel good? Do you have goosebumps yet? I, I'm getting goosebumps right now. I have right goosebumps now. too. So the Wisconsin MAGAites were turning the conspiracy talk up to letter K, which is 11. But all that talk made me hungry. Hello. Good. I'd like to get a slice of pizza. Just a, just a slice of pizza, no, 
No symbolism in that, just a regular old slice of pizza. Do you have any like in a like square slices? You get rid of that triangular corner, that'd be great. See you at the midterms. I've got goosebumps already. I can assure you, this is my lunch. It has nothing to do with pedophilia. Thank you so much again, Jordan Sheffield. I stay tuned because when we come back, Akin Omotoso will be joining me on the show. You don't want to miss it. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is director Akin Omotoso. He's here to talk about his new film that tells the story of Yanis Atetekompo and his family and how their determination helped launch the career of three NBA champions. Rise is streaming right now on Disney Plus and will be available on Hulu and ESPN Plus beginning August 18th. Please welcome Akin Omotoso. Omotoso. Trevor No. Welcome to The Daily Show. <laughs> thank you. We thank say you. it like we're enemies, but we actually <laughs> are very, very old friends. Can I yep. tell you what a pleasure it was for me to discover this? So, I mean, everybody in the world loves Yanis. Yes. You know, I remember the first time I went to Greece, people in the streets just chanting his name, loving the NBA is blowing up in Europe because of him. You know, all around Africa, you know, the NBA is getting bigger yeah, yeah, because yeah. of him. And then I heard that Disney was going to be making a movie. I was like, this is going to be phenomenal. I was like, who's going to direct it? I was like, where do you get somebody who understands Nigeria, but understands being an immigrant around the world, but understands the world of basketball? You can't find a person who knows all of this. <laughs> and then I found out it was you, Akino Matoso, a Nigerian who lived in South Africa, then moved to Los Angeles, who <laughs> loves basketball. Perfect fit. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. I mean, let's just start at the beginning. You, you've directed, you know, many movies. You, you, you've told many stories. But what made you think, this is a story I have to tell? Well, I've always been a big basketball fan. So right. anyone who knows me knows basketball, I'm the guy. 
And then I became really obsessed with African players in the NBA. Yeah. So every time there's the draft, I'll check, well, who's, what are the names that resemble <laughs> the ones that we recognize, right? And what's their story to get to the draft? Yeah. So when, when Giannis was drafted and I read his story in 2013, he hasn't bounced the ball. This is before being a two-time MVP and all this stuff. I read his story and I said, if ever I make a basketball movie, is this gentleman's story I want to tell. It really is a story worth telling because people see him now, you know, and he's a star, the Greek freak, and it, it seems obvious. But man, when you watch the movie, you realize what a journey he was on. You went to those locations and you made the story in the real place. You, you could have done it anyway. You could have faked it. Why did you go to the actual land where it happened? For me, that authenticity was important. Uh -huh. like, like you had to, you know, in the movie, the basketball court where they're on, that's the basketball court he started playing. When, when he's sleeping in the gym, that's the gym he slept in. You know, where they're selling, that's where they're, that's where they're sold. So that, that authenticity for me was just important. You know, you talk about him sleeping in a gym. You talk, you know, we saw the clip with the shoes. People really don't understand how hard Giannis and his family worked to get here. And, and what was interesting was in, in the making of the movie, you know, we saw, for instance, with the Williams sisters, they, they were heavily involved in the telling of the story because they wanted their story to be told accurately. Giannis said the same thing here. He said, I do not want this to be about me because this is about what the family did to get me here. So how did you gain his trust? How did, how did he say, no, you know what, you are, you are the right guy and, I, and, and you get it? What, what was that connection like? So the thing is, like, firstly, what a generous gift, the family. Like, as you see him with the family, mm -hmm. that's how it was. Like, he, he wanted to make sure that his... The sacrifices of his mom and dad came through. That, oh. It's a love letter to his parents. Right. You know? um, he has that beautiful speech in his MVP speech where he says, you know, when you're a little kid, you don't see the future, but your parents see the future for you. And, mm. he, and they had parents that saw the future for them. So every meeting with them is a family meeting. It's Giannis, it's Veronica, it's Tanassis, Costas and Alex, producer Bernie Goldman and the folks from Disney. We all gather around to discuss the film. Like it's a family affair, you know? Um, and they were so generous. I mean, his mom gave us access. Yetide, who plays his mom so beautifully. Yes. She had uh, Veronica's number. We could call on them. You know, it was, it was a real family affair. And, and I think that they were so open to us having access and getting the story right. And for me, I wanted to get it right. There was no... Uh, like, I was very happy to, like, Giannis, is this how it went down? Mm -hmm. and, he, mm -hmm. and they were so generous like that. So it was great. Let's talk about Giannis himself. You know, I, I like that you said he gave a motivational speech, you know, when he was the MVP. It seems like this is how he sees the world. Every press conference I've seen of his, he says something inspirational. You yeah. know, people go like, oh, you, you, you had a great game. What does this mean for the future? He's like, that game has passed. I'm only looking to what I'm going to yeah, do yeah, next. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're only as good as your last game. But he seems like he lives this. In, in, in dissecting his story, did you find where the magic came from? What is it? that managed, you know, where a family managed to create three NBA champions. How, like, how is that possible? Well, I think, like I said, you know, the first time you hear the story, mm -hmm. you go, this is amazing. This right. is an amazing right. story. How is this possible? And then you meet them and they're so authentic. And I think it's that humility and the understanding. I mean, the other day, um, he, they were asking him about the Greek team. How is the team going to adjust to you? And he's like, no, I adjust to the team. Wow. Uh, you know, and so that's the mantra. And I think that's, that's the thing that everybody responds to. You know, you're a director. You, you're, you're capturing the story. You want us to feel the pain that Giannis and his people felt, but you also want us to, you know, sort of like not villainize the Greek people he grew up with. How do you, how do you find that balance in storytelling? Well, I think like everyone who travels somewhere and comes into another place, mm -hmm. you, you're coming to a place with expectations. So for me, 
Giannis' story of Charles and Veronica leaving Nigeria, coming to Greece, similar to my grandparents who left Barbados and went to London, or my father right, and my, right, and my right. late mom, rest her soul, who moved to South Africa. It's within our story. Mm-hmm. And so for me, apart from the warmth of the Adeto Kumbos and how they approach those things, I tapped into my grandparents. And my grandparents, you know, as immigrants in Barbados, from Barbados to London, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that house was full of laughter. That house was full of, 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 of joy. These are people who are not allowing the circumstances to dictate who they are as people. I love that. Some piece of paper says, I'm not a Greek whatever that is, but uh-huh. that's not my problem. You know what I mean? That, that, that piece of paper is something else. I can be a human being and I can transcend all these things. And I think that's the story of the Adir Tukumbos. They didn't allow their circumstance to dictate for them. And I think for someone like myself who has all these multiple heritages, that's what, that's what I identified with when I first read his story. It's like, this is my story. This I love is, that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't let the circumstance determine you. Akin, great having you on the show. Likewise. Congratulations. Thank I know you. we're going to see you again for the next movie. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this. Akin Omototo, everybody. Make sure to catch the movie. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. So good. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Well, that's our show for tonight. Before we go, I just wanted to remind you about a fantastic organization, Japaigo. They deal with helping women deliver healthcare, right, all around the world, whether it's training doctors on family health, educating women on planned parenting, or building new systems to get women's health care to impoverished communities. They do it all. So if you'd like to help them guarantee healthier futures for women and their families, then please donate at the link below. Until next time, stay safe out there, and remember, pleading the fifth doesn't make you a criminal. (laughs) It's doing the crime that does. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central. And stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.